Well, good evening. Welcome to Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. And tonight our conversation, our topic is the human body. This is a this is an interesting topic. It's an interesting thing for us to try and get into, to tackle, to look at. There are so many biblical references to, for the human body and so many different things that we can talk about. This is well, what, be are you, what are you hoping that... What direction are you hoping we take? See, we don't know what direction we take. Yeah, we, we don't take. discuss this before we so do what, it. We both kind of go our separate ways and then come together to like, discuss it. With your, with what you've been looking at, what is, what is one thing that stands out to you? Well, the two things okay, that stand ahead. out to me, first of all, is the absolute godly magic that's involved with our body. Oh, yes. The, the amazing things that our bodies do that are just, it's beyond our comprehension. It's beyond most people's knowledge of things that happen in the body. The other thing is the fact that our body is directly connected to our spirit. Mm-hmm. That there is no separation between the two. People like to think of it as separated, but it's not. Well, it's not separated as far as it's all you or it's all me, but it is. there's a distinct there's, body and there's, there's a There's a distinct body and a spirit, but the sp- body was put here for a purpose. Yes. And it is to hold that spirit while we're here on earth. I do so. want to say, well, I'm going to... How about you? What direction are you thinking? Well, <clears throat> I don't know. You know me. Who knows? But I do want to say that you brought that up about the amazing things that our body, oh, yeah. our bodies can do. Well, I do want to... Uh, back in the second week of... Uh, on November 12th, I think, or 11th, um, all the skin off Hawk's baby toe, little toe, like, just came off. It- it was disgusting. And it's called I, a degloving. The skin I, actually popped off intact. Yes, all it in one was uh, awful. So since then, I have been watching, and I have to dress it every single day, have been since then, every single day, slowly, bit by bit, his toe has grown new skin. And I think by the end of March, I think his whole toe will have skin on it. Because it now, just today... It it actually is looking like a toe. Before it looked like yeah. this demonic mushroom, and and um, now it's uh, like toe like, and it's amazing. And that's Hawk's body. But I've what, got a couple other things I want to oh, just amazing things about okay, the body. Go just some yeah, go ahead. Just some facts, just because they're fun. Uh, do you know that the human blood will travel sixty thousand miles per day? That am- in its journey as it goes around. Uh, the valves in your heart will open and close 100,000 times a day. That is amazing. It's just absolutely amazing. Well, I think it's amazing they can even count that. Yeah. And, you know, human thigh bones are actually stronger than concrete. Wow. I know you know this. Babies don't weren't born with kneecaps. Babies don't have kneecaps until they're between two and six years old. Really? Yeah. Kneecaps no. don't show up until then. I did not so know that. It's amazing. You know, you have to check what's Your own like stomach, that. your yeah. own stomach, needs to produce a new layer of mucus every two weeks, or it would digest itself. Ew! <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That, that our body amazing. functions. There are so many tiny little things going on in our brains, you know, in, in our bodies, and that we don't even realize. You look at yourself in the mirror, and you don't see all the finite little things, amazing that are, things that are, that are going, going around. The little infinitesimal things that are going around in your body. There's a hundred billion nerve cells in your brain. A wow. hundred billion nerve cells in your brain. It's wow. just amazing. You know what I think is funny? It's funny too. I should say, I think the bodies we're supposed to like not take ourselves seriously because I think we're supposed to, as we age, laugh at what's happening. 
like, as you get older, you get hair on places you never thought you'd grow hair. <laughs> I mean... I just think my hair is afraid of heights. That could be. It's going from my head to my back. Yes, boy, you've got some nice coating of back hair. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, this is... Okay, the first verse that talks about the body. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if it's the first verse, but this is what I want to bring up. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. So actually... The body was present before the spirit, before the inner man. So the body, God made the body, then he breathed into him. And I bring that up because sometimes in, in um, you know, in church history, there have been times where they said the body was evil and the spirit was good, like Gnosticism or whatever. Right. But it, that is, that, that's not true. And, and then I want to share something else, and I hadn't ever thought about it till today when I was researching. Okay. Because trying to find things about the body, and, and, and we know the, the famous one, the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Um, and that is true. One of the verses, though, talks about the church bodies. But right. That's, but here. We'll get into some of yes. that stuff. Yes, yeah. okay. <clears throat> this is Ephesians 5, okay, 28 and 29. Ephesians 5, 28 and 29. We're talking about... Um, husbands and wives and sure. church and Christ. So husbands ought also to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ also does the church. What I found interesting in that is that they don't say that that's bad or good or anything. That's just supposed to be a, a fact, that you take care of your body. Mm-hmm. You nourish it and cherish it, meaning you... You see it as a treasure, and you know how much it's worth. Well, I think that's two things we have to remember about body. Number one, like we said before, it says in the Psalms that we were fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes. Fearfully and wonderfully made. No, No one but God could have created who we are. That's why the theory of evolution just sounds so silly to me. Mm hmm That we just suddenly happened. That just doesn't make any sense. What does make sense is a creative design by someone who wanted exactly what he got and that is our creator the god himself created us in his image so when you look in the mirror and don't like what you're looking at think about the fact that god created you in his image um but other than just the fact that we were fearfully and wonderfully made we were made for a purpose our bodies have a purpose yes and that Gnostic look where you disconnect the spirit and the body and the body is always evil and the spirit is all that's good in man uh, that's contrary to the Bible. That's non-biblical. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Okay, so I asked the question, how is God glorified in something? Well, when it is used for the purpose it was created for. Mm-hmm. So a flower is right. glorifying God when it is a blooming flower. So when we use our bodies for the purposes God has created that, for it to be, then he will be glorified in our bodies. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think... Our bodies are part of the fallen world. Our bodies, the body that we have right now, oh, the body we will have age, yes. it will falter, it will. It can be diseased, it can be harmed. Uh, we feel pain. Uh, 
all sorts of things can happen to this human body that we are given right now. Mm-hmm. So, but we have to keep in mind that this is not the end all. Just like this life is not the end all, that there is something beyond this life, there is a body beyond this life too, beyond this body. But in doing so, we cannot throw out the baby with the bathwater for that, for lack of a better analogy. We cannot say, well, just because it's a fallen body, it's going to fall apart anyway, so what's the big deal? Mm-hmm. Our body has a purpose. Mm-hmm. and So we should try to be as healthy as we can so we can carry out God's purposes. Sure, we need to take care of ourselves simply yes. because we've got a job to do. And... You know, if if you were a butcher and you used knives all day, you would sharpen your knives before you went to work. Mm -hmm. If you were um, uh, a surgeon, you would make sure all your surgical tools are in good repair, sterilized, and ready to go. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't we take our body, which is our way of transmitting the gospel, whether we type it with our fingers that are part of our body, whether we speak it from our mouth, which is part of our body, whether we study it with our eyes, which is part of our body, whether we, we listen to things... Uh, of God in our ears, which is part of our body. We have all these different parts that are all given over to doing the work of God and understanding God better and learning about God better in our lives. So why wouldn't we take care of those things that God has given us? We would. This body is bought and paid for by the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. It has value just in that. I want to bring up two things. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's it's actually probably the same thing, like the two sides of the same coin. Okay. In that we do need to take care of our bodies, but our society has taken it to an extreme where there is worship of the body, the human body. Right. Oh, yeah. And or then um, so we have that one side where people worship their own bodies. They wouldn't say they do, but they spend so much tra- time trying to sculpt it, trying to make it look appear a certain or way. They, or they condemn their own bodies. Yeah, that's they the hate one I, their own bodies. That's too. the other side. But it's the focus of the either, body. Either either one, though, is is too much of a dwelling on form and over function. And 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 it's totally we're, look, we're we're worried too much about what it looks like and not about what we can do with it. Yep, and that's totally not God. So here's a, a quote from this is from uh, a memoir called "What We Carry," a memoir bar by, and I'm gonna do bad to her name because it's an Indian name. May um. Shanghag Lang. I don't. Okay. okay, but this is what she says. I treated my body the way my dad treated me. I ridiculed it, dismissed it, told it to shut up and fall in line. I didn't want to hear whatever it had to say. I thought my job was to transcend my body. It was uncooperative, forever resisting me, as stubborn and useless as my father once found me. And. I thought that is so enlightening because people do. People condemn their own bodies. They right. they might see something in them as a fault. And so they say, oh, you're so ugly. Or you're... I used to do this with my brain. Mm-hmm. I used to do this with my brain because I, I have bipolar and my brain is different than someone who doesn't have bipolar. And so I would, I would just say, I hate my brain, I hate my brain. But God showed me don't I made my, your brain the way it is and and I've grown to appreciate the way he made it but but the problem is when we focus on it right for the good or the bad for to extreme any extreme again we're looking when we look at that God talks about you know looking at the speck in someone else's eye without ignoring the log in our own eye we have to remember that the way we perceive ourselves, 
has to be close to the way that God perceives us. Yes. And the way that God perceives our body is, I love you. I made you yes. just the way you are. So why are you saying that it's not good enough? I think about that with our son, Hawkin. Um, yeah. He has a seizure disorder. has never been able to walk or talk. Uh, 21 years old right now, even though one of his first neurologists said he'd never make it to three. Um, he said two. Well, either well, way. Either way. Um, he passed it. But he's well past that now. He's doing quite well. Um, physically, he's he's doing quite well. He hasn't really... Um, he wants to walk. He's told us that. Uh, he talks with his hands a little bit so that we can understand those things. But um, I don't see him as having a broken body or a broken brain. I see him exactly the way God wants him to be at this exact moment in time. This is the way God created him. And he has served such a purpose with his life, with his body, with his brain, with the way mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. He has touched so many people, and he has changed the way that Jane and I have um, looked at the world, dealt with the world, things that we have done. We've changed our perspective on a lot of things. That's him in the background. That's him in the background making those cow noises. But all of the things that God has blessed us with through the fact that Hawkins' body is different than ours are amazing. I want to talk about... I I feel bad when people feel bad about their own bodies, their own function, or... Heaven forbid the children's bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone can look at look at one of God's creations and say oh, that's that's worthless, oh, they are so missing the point. And more than any other creation, the creation of the human body has to take a, a forefront in our minds when we think about that we were created in His image too. Mm-hmm. Well, here's a very good uh, four words. It's from the Live Life Get Active website, okay. and they said. Uh, there is an intolerance of body diversity, which is perfect. I mean, that's that's what it is. There's an intolerance of body diversity. Mm-hmm. And right now in the forefront is racism, is different colors of skin, you know. But um, and Or they talk about how, uh, here I'll just read these two things. It says, being thin, toned, and muscular has become associated with the hardworking, successful successful. Popular, beautiful, strong, and disciplined. Being fat is associated with the lazy, ugly, weak, and lacking in willpower, indication of a bad moral character. And how bad is that? Because we're, God said, don't look at the, that he doesn't judge by the appearance. Man looks at the appearance, but I judge by the heart. And that's how we're supposed to judge. I want to read two scriptures. Romans ten twelve. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, abounding in riches for all who call upon him. And then Galatians 3.28 says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free man, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And I think, thinking about this body diversity, people... Big, little, short, tall, all different shades of... I really think of us as having all different shades of brown. I mean... Well... Well, anyway, all different colors of skin. Right, right, All the differences in males and females. 
we are all one in Christ Jesus, and I think God made all these diverse because He loves diversity. I think He does too. I mean, think of all the flowers. Yeah, He could have created one flower, or no, no. And we would have said, "Oh, that's the most beautiful thing that's created by God," and we wouldn't have known any different. But yeah. God says, "Tell you what, I'm going to make so many you don't understand them all. You won't know them all. You'll never see all the flowers in the world. I'm going to make them of every color, shape, size, smell, function." I'm going to make some that grow in certain places and some that don't grow in certain mm-hmm. places. I'm going to make all these things just so you can enjoy them. Yes. And I think the same thing is done with the body. He did not make us all look identical because he loves the diversity. Yes. Yeah, and he loves fun. us to see that diversity. Mm-hmm. You know, in 1959, for $3. You were 20 at that the time? Very, I was not 20 at that time. I wasn't born. Stop <laughs> it. I wasn't going to be born for many years. But in 1959, for $3, the very first Barbie doll was sold. Mm. And that has become a an icon for what we should look like. And oh. imagine that. One little plastic doll from 1959 has created this image that women have held themselves up to and men may, have, may hold women up to ever since. What a silly thing. Yeah. What a silly thing. That yeah. is not... The and way that our body was was intended to be looked at. That's not what we're here for. I, I, I want to... This is a little tangent, but it all ties in. Okay. Okay, I'm reading a book. And it's not for a book for everybody would want to read this. It's kind of like a scholarly kind of book. So if you're not into that, you can just hear what I have to say. The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self by a man named Carl R. Truman, and then it's Cultural Amnesia, Expressive Individualism, and the Road to Sexual Revolution. It's a Christian man, and this does totally relate. And he said in here, it is a modern idea that a person can make and remake personal identity at will. This was not a thought during Jesus' time. And then I want to bring this up just really quick, and maybe this is, again, it's kind of a... uh, tangent but the way we are thinking in our in our society now goes back to to things that happened before us and it says um he said modern thought has eliminated the notion that human nature is something that is authority over us as individuals and so he brought up three three people which you all will have heard of or someone will have heard of Friedrich Nietzsche, Karl Marx, and Darwin. He's, Friedrich Nietzsche was an uh, atheist, and he said no, he didn't believe in any absolute truth, and religion is distasteful, and it's a bad thing. <clears throat> okay, these are very quick kind of synapses. Right, right. Karl Marx, material conditions shape the ideas and self-consciousness. So, and he blamed upper classes. And then Darwin, his theory of natural selection made any theological claim concerning origin of species irrelevant. So all of them kind of took God out and then also showed that the way we are as humans, kind of, we make it up as we go along. And the reason why that, <clears throat> oh, and then he says, human nature as a significant fundamental foundational category for understanding human purpose is annihilated, was annihilated by those three men. Sure. And then and then he also said this, and then he brings up Freud. Freud is the one who uh, brought sexuality to the forefront. 
the move from understanding sex as an activity to seeing it as absolutely fundamental to identity is totally a modern idea. Sure. And that even comes into all this because it's throughout all the images. And um, I don't know what to say about all that. All right, Jan in the Trail. Okay. Okay. Um, I hope all that would say something to you. So when we look at the world's perspective on the human body, it goes deeper. What you were just saying, it goes deeper than just mere surface. By taking the human body and rationalizing it away and rationalizing God's creation of it away, we start to diminish its value. Yeah. Its value as it is. Right. With no, nothing added to it. Yeah. So when we look at those things, we have to understand that God created our body for a purpose. There's mm-hmm. a reason we have a body. Mm-hmm. And that body is here to carry our spirit as we are here on earth. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to do it that way, but he chose to do it that way. So if God chose to do it that way, then it's something we need to value as well. Uh, 1 Corinthians six thirteen through 14 says, You say food for the stomach and stomach for food, and God will destroy them both. Now Paul's saying, You say. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us also. This body that we have is temporary. We will have... Uh, a resurrected body without the same faults. It will mm-hmm. not be a fallen body like mm-hmm. this earth is. But while we live here on this earth, this body has been given to us as a vessel. We are considered a temple that a temple that holds the spirit. The spirit of God is within the temple. So, in such, you know, I know I could lose some weight. I could change my diet. I could do things to be better. I work at it, and I eh, sometimes fail, sometimes succeed, but. Our body is meant for a purpose, and if we don't take it as that, yeah, then we start to diminish the value of the body. Once we mm-hmm. diminish the value of the body, it's easy for us to justify abortion and mm-hmm. euthanasia yeah. and all the other things that we do to each other as human beings by saying, well, the body's a finite thing and it's fallen and it's going to fall apart anyway, so what's the big deal? You know, when I hear about things like people that are aborting babies because they know that they have Down syndrome. Or people that are saying, well, it's it's personal choice and I just don't want the hassle of having this other human being around. That is, they are taking the existence of that human in a, in a bodily form and saying that they are not worth preserving. And that is so contrary to God because God created that body. Mm-hmm. If God created it, it has a purpose and why are we ever going to question the purpose that God gives something. And I think, uh, oh, I want to read this. This is... But it, I mean, if you can diminish the body to say, well, I, I just assume not be hampered by having that baby so we can, you know, have an abortion and take care of it and then it'll just, as if it never happened. Um, what are you saying about your own body? Yeah. And what then, is your own worth? I, Who says you're worth anything? Well, God does. Right. God says we are all worthwhile. He, he, we were we were so worthwhile that He sent His Son to die for us to save us. So why would we diminish any of His creation in any way? For they, this is Romans one twenty five. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie, worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who's blessed forever. Amen. I bring that up because along with this, and it's all symptoms of the same things. I think is that. 
when we focus so much on our appearance and um, don't like how God made us a certain whatever it is, and it you know different generations have different um, ideals of beauty. So if you're looking at the society's view of beauty, I mean, you're just going to be no one will live up to that. And then I'll. No one can live up to that. And also, it discounts how you are made. And I think when we cannot just appreciate how God created us, I mean, just think of, like, I think of my body. And I was able to birth three children. And and Shannon enjoys my body. I do. (laughs) But, I mean, I think of the things my body has done, and I need to take care of it and actually respect it because... It has served me well in my mm-hmm. almost 53 years of life. And, and it will continue. Yeah, and it will continue. And But if I just was criticizing my body all the time, and a lot of people do that. All the time they're criticizing their bodies. And maybe they don't say it verbally, but they look in the mirror and go, oh, I hate that nose, or, or whatever it is. I mean, then they are just worshiping the body. Maybe they wouldn't say they are. They'd say they're condemning it but that still is their focus and I guess we need to worship God and God will lead us where he wants us to go and and then we if we take care of ourselves so we can do what God needs calls us to do then I think we are glorifying our bodies yeah and I think the first thing you need to we need to look at when we talk about glorifying our bodies is why or glorifying God glorifying God through our bodies Yes, yes yes Um, we are meant to use this body. Yes. It is a tool, mm-hmm. but it is a wonderful tool. It is it is an amazing thing that God has given us. It is a gift. Every single breath taken by your body is a gift. Mm-hmm. Every beat of your heart is a gift. And every beat of every heart God ever created is a gift. And I don't know how I can put that any more clearly, but there are so many people that that don't see that. And that's sad because if you can see, if at any point in time you can see someone as not being a beautiful creation of God, someone who was created by God to love and to be loved and to, and to create um, and to, to carry on His Spirit in, in the body until the time that we meet with Him again, if you look at someone and can't see that, and you don't value yourself because you can't see that in you, just think about the details that you don't see. Mm-hmm. You may not like your face or the shape of your nose or the shape of your stomach at the moment. You may not like your height or your weight. You may not like the fact that you have diabetes or cancer or something else going on in your body that's, that's destroying it. It may be causing pain. It may be causing suffering. But you can't hate the body because it was a gift from God. Mm-hmm. And if it has fallen, it's fallen because of us. It's not the way God created us. God created us. Initially, God created us never to experience death. Mm-hmm. And we brought death into the world. But the time will come when your body will be remade. And just as Jesus was recognized... When he came back, mm-hmm. and his body was made perfect by God through resurrection, ours will be the same way. We'll recognize each other. We'll mm-hmm. know each other. 
Um, and we'll understand that that body will never feel pain, will never suffer, will never deteriorate in any way, shape, or form. What's I'm just amazed by that concept. I'm amazed by the concept that God has given us this life, but He's given us so much beyond through His Son. And God has given us His body, but He will give us a body even beyond this with His Son. But even like Jane says, God's given us fruit, which is awesome, but imagine the fruit in heaven. Okay, God gives us this. Oh, okay, sorry. Kind of like a foretaste of what's coming mm-hmm. in the future. What are some of the things you love about having a body? And let's keep it G-rated. <laughs> <laughs> things I love about having... I just love being alive. I really do. I Pet. love being alive. I love seeing color, hearing music, feeling the touch from my hand on... on Everything, I, the, the nerve endings and the end of your skin that allow you to feel touch. You know, that is just amazing. I the love amazing. Hugs. Oh, the, I, I love. You know, think of the concept of having that soft little furry animal, like a mm-hmm. rabbit or a cat, sitting on your lap, mm-hmm. and feeling a cat purr through the tips of your fingers. Um, I love just amazing laughter. Yes, and smiles. Yep, and there are those yes that are born unable to see. And they do not experience that color. But imagine their joy when their new body comes along and they get to see all the color God made. There are those that are born without the ability to hear. And they do, they've do they never heard music. The time will come when those ears will be open and they'll hear everything. But nothing is wrong with bodies that are not the same. If there's right. something different, mm-hmm. that's okay. Because God did that for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't know what that purpose is for your body, your body type, the way you are, the way you were made, if you don't know why you're made the way you are, maybe you need to research it. Mm-hmm. Instead of blaming it on God, saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. God, I don't like the way I look," mm-hmm. say, "Hmm, what can I do with the way I look? You know, what, what can I do for God with the way that God made me?" Here is my theory. Hmm. Actually, I think it's a truth. Okay. And I have thought this a long time. I really think how God created you physically is perfect for the purpose he made you hmm. made 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 you for so like like i think of like somebody really cute just a really big smile well i don't know that's a silly analogy but like if someone is a kindergarten teacher mm-hmm. i just think they have a way about them that draws the kids. Right. I mean, maybe their they physical body yeah. helps with that. Yeah. yeah, that's that's. I guess that's what I mean. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know. I love your size because you envelop me. It's like a big, big hug that I just can sink into. <laughs> and you know, I just feel safe. Right. You make right. me feel safe. Yep. And I love the, the delicacy of my wife's body and the fact that she's tiny and I can wrap her in my arms like that. Um, but He's got really long arms, like orangutan arms. I do have orangutan arms. God gave me that for a purpose. So. He did, and so you're I, very I strong. I have orangutan arms for a reason. But yes. one of those things we have to remember is that God made you the way he wanted to make you. And therefore, you are one of his perfect creations. Mm-hmm. Don't ever put yourself down. Don't look at that and say, you know, ugh. I don't like something about yourself. You know, I, there are, I've, like anyone else, I've struggled with that. You know, um, I think everybody. I have does. epilepsy myself. It didn't come on until very late mm-hmm. in life, um, but I take medication for it every day, and I realize that there's a fragility that's 
in my brain that is is programmed into me genetically. The doctors say it just happens. There's no, it wasn't an injury-related thing or anything. And sometimes it just happens. Is the best they can do with explaining the brain is sometimes it just happens. And no, I don't like the fact that I, that I have that, and I wish I didn't. But I function just fine with it mm-hmm. while doing it. And because of it, I've been able to do things. Because of my experiences, I've been able to do things with other people that are experiencing epilepsy or seizures or people around people that are having seizures that need it to explain to them. God does so many things. Look at the path your life has taken. Mm-hmm. Look at where you are today from where you were when you were younger, what you, what you thought was going to be life was going to be like. Going along the path of life, you have picked up bumps and bruises and scars and marks and all sorts of things uh, on your body that you didn't have when you were younger. All sorts of little things along the way. And each one of those little things along the way is a mark of an experience that you had. So when you look at your body, you should look at it and say, you know, this is what God intended me to be like. Mm -hmm. And be happy with it. Yeah. Be joyful with it. The most attractive people you will ever find in the world are people that are happy with themselves. Yeah. Just content. No matter what else. And that... I think is is really in essence what body image should, should be, but we also have to remember that God has that purpose for us and has that purpose for our body, and there is a reason. Our body will change, our body mm-hmm. will age. It will because of the fallen world. It'll go, but there's so much more than that. Uh, Romans twelve one says, "Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship." Mm-hmm. Take what you have and do the best you can with it. Mm-hmm. Not not every one of us is created for every job. Um, I feel comfortable speaking in front of people. Public speaking never bothers me. Um, I'm a teacher. I'm a preacher. I've done all those kind of things. Not everybody is designed for that. No. Would enjoy that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are afraid of that. But in the same way, I'm not made for other things that other people are. And just as we are given the skills that we have and the gifts that we've been given by God for the things that we have been able to master and the things we've been able to perfect as far as skills and talents that we have, our bodies are the same way. Mm -hmm. We have been given these bodies uh, to do the best we can with what we got. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, when I was was, uh, growing up, when I was in high school, I really wanted to play professional football. I love football. I love that sport. I love running into things. I love smashing and grunting and throwing people around. I enjoy that. And I remember uh, right before my freshman year, I went up to the college that I was going to go to at the time, and I thought I wanted to play football. And I talked to the football coach, who at the time was the winningest coach in college football. And I thought, oh, this is perfect. I'm going to go play for this guy. And he, I went in, and there was, there was four of us, I believe, four boys in there with parents. Um, that we're all going to be incoming freshmen. And he just had a real heart-to-heart with us. And he, he looked at me, and I was, I don't know, 205 pounds probably. And he said, you know, honestly, you're not big enough. I was 6'2", 205 pounds, and I thought I was going to go out and conquer the world on a football field. And he brought in the guy who played the defensive end, the position I liked. He brought him in, and that gentleman uh god bless him wherever he is today um he's probably bigger than you 275 pounds of absolute cut muscle six foot four. Oh my golly and i'm 
I look at that guy come in and he just fills a doorway and I think, you're right, I'm not that guy. Yeah. And I won't be able to do what that body, my body will not do what that body will do. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. So my my thoughts are, you know, a small percentage of a small percentage of a small percentage ever gets to be a professional athlete. And apparently my body wasn't made for that. God had other plans for me. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm not upset about the other plans he had for me. You know, if you are, if you're a screwdriver, you can't be mad that you're not a hammer. Right. And if you're a hammer, don't be mad that you're not a wrench. Mm-hmm. The best thing, of course, is to be a vice grip. Why? Because you can use them as a hammer. <laughs> but uh, multi-purpose stuff. Multi-purpose stuff. But <laughs> God loves you the no. way He made you. Yeah. In the end, God loves you the way He made you, and you need to love yourself in the way that God did, and understand that. Yeah, this is a this is a failing body, but you're going to get a new one. Wear it out. Wear it out in a good way. Yeah. Wear it out idea. in a great way. When you leave this earth, say, you know what? See that mark on my hand? Mm-hmm. I got that doing God's work. See that little scar down there? Mm-hmm. I did that doing God's work. You know what? I broke my toe doing God's work. Whatever it is, live your life for God mm-hmm. and wear that body out. That's a good idea. So this means that I, I should be able to use power tools. No, because that's not one of the gifts, one of the gifts God gave you. <laughs> Okay. My dear my dear and loving wife has cut herself with a spoon. She okay, will keep I, saying, I did it only once, but my kids all know this. And then it, she says, can I use your power saw? And I can hear every one of you saying, no. Oh, thanks for listening. I hope oh. you got something good out of this. We Love. have a lot of fun doing these things, and I hope that there's something you gain from this. And if not, if nothing else, just gain a new perspective. Do your own research. Look into it yourself and see what God has to say to you. You're Pray to him and listen. You're you wonderful are, just the way you are. You are beautifully, wonderfully, and fearfully made. Amen. God bless. Bye.